Hey everybody, you're listening to the Those Who Do podcast. I am your host, Zach Sheehy. So a little behind the scenes on the guest today, Greg Claycomb. I had him way before the show was called Those Who Do, back when the show was called The Entrepreneur. He was my third guest and he was nice enough to go on the podcast again because now he's my boss. I've created a relationship with him. It's cool to just see like what you can do once you start meeting people and then like what relationships you can actually build. So today is Friday. We filmed this last Friday. So um, we are still working on the video part to go on YouTube, but we're having some troubles with the uh, audio and video sync, I guess you'd call it. So that one's going to be up hopefully maybe today, maybe Monday, but right now the video is good and we have a lot of good quality. Like I think a lot of good quality content that can help um, any business owner like it, Greg Sore is just great to listen to. So, without uh, saying any more, hope you enjoy the podcast. Sit back and really just listen to what this man has to say because it's a really good one. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Greg Claycomb, owner of Edge Body Boot Camp Louisville. Yeah, so Greg, so cool to have you back. We, <laughs> it's been how many months? We did this about this time last year. I know I started the podcast of May, I think early May last year, that's when I did the Tom Mabe one, and then I was struggling to find guests, and I went down the list, yeah. and I looked up all the fitness, because I, I really wanted to do a fitness guy, and I went through the list of like all the gym owners in Louisville, and then this guy is one of the only guys that answered back to do it, and he's, I know his schedule now, that was before I knew his schedule or anything, uh, but now he's sitting with me, that was episode three, I think, looking back at it, and yeah, what did you think of all that, like, Man, I mean, I knew you were getting Lots started happened. around that time, but yeah, you, you've come a long way, and you just gave me the tour of this place. It's incredible. Awesome I think y'all place. have a, a real legitimate practice going on here. It's really cool to see. So, a lot has happened since that first episode. I have, for one, got a job. <laughs> at, so, this podcast has been yeah. awesome because it got me a job opportunity with just awesome people. So, yeah, you've been you kinda, working with me now for six months. A lot has changed since then. So, what kind of were you thinking uh, with the first podcast and like what's kind of changed for you since then for that whole six months period um you mean uh my thoughts on who you are or well not just me my life uh for you first uh with me this is about you i'm definitely getting to a point now i spent um about the first five years of being in business trying to take as little uh as i could towards my income for myself uh and i put as much as i could back into the business so since january uh, everything's kind of fallen into place where now I'm in a little bit different position financially myself and with the company because we've actually grown quite a bit. So now things that were a struggle before where I had to like yeah, you really could, rely on opportunity. You really like manifested it yeah, into your life in a way. Like, it's just happening more free-flowing and now the opportunities can create themselves since we have the resources. Whereas before I had to let them appear before I could move. Right. And I remember when doing the podcast with you that long ago you were talking about this magical thing that you're going to do heart rate monitors <laughs> that seems so far away but you did you ended up yeah. getting that too which is so awesome yeah we're getting ready to launch it should yeah. be another week or so getting close so now that i have a job here i've gotten to know this guy very well and know that he's one of the busiest and a hard-working people and you're only 28 i'm 28 yeah. that's right i got it right so and you are half. 28 and a half <laughs> that's right when you're, when's your birthday september again? end gotcha. of september yeah so coming up a little bit kind of close after that summer but I've known, first starting off, I knew he was a busy guy because he did schedule kind of in that midday and you could tell like the schedules, but now I've actually seen this guy's schedule 
how do you kind of cope or when you have that mindset, what's that mindset to get you through some of those hard? Uh, realistically, it's a matter of thinking, if I don't do this, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's a kind of a silly motto to live by, but the easiest way to get it done is to do it, is what I tell myself often. So when I'm getting busy, I know that it's seasonal. You know, there's going to be down seasons too, where if I work hard now and I get the work done, I'm going to be able to reap the benefits later. And as an entrepreneur, I think that that having that self motivation is super important to have for running a business. Definitely. So, do you think? What do you think of that kind of wishful thinking of people writing down the goals, but then just fixated on wanting it and not going after? Like, you can want it all you want. <clears throat> But yeah. if you're not going to put in that work, too. Yeah, and believe it or not, I never wrote down goals until this past year. I kind of always had a mental, and uh, maybe not that I didn't write them down, but I didn't have, like, a whole list of them. Uh, so I did actually have a conversation. One of the younger trainers at a, a corporate gym that I leave the name out of <laughs> approached me and was like, hey, man, I, I've kind of seen you around here, and I know you own your gym. You know, what would you say to a young trainer? And the biggest thing I said to him, because he said he had, like, all these goals and plans of doing things, and I was like, dude, get started. Like, you have to yeah, put in work. That's what I – and I know that from working with a lot of people and being in this environment with entrepreneurs, that they have started kind of before they thought about that full plan. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, my plan, <laughs> when I first started, literally, I had it mapped out so I could make $2,000 a month. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was – And then, right, that, that sounds really good when you have no bills. <clears throat> oh, I was poor. Thing. Like yeah, well, 2000 was going to be a good living. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can pay an apartment rent. I can not eat ramen noodles every meal. And God, so that's so cool that you mentioned that. So when was, what age was that? Uh, that was probably like 21, 22 oh, so when I was, was getting my business plan together. Oh gosh. It was at college still. Uh, yeah. So you were in college end. and making a business plan. Yeah, and working part time as a personal trainer and doing a few. That's right, because you worked at uh, some other gym and you worked for someone building up, and you're probably putting all that money back into business plan and living. Yeah, well, at that point, it wasn't when I was working for that other guy. Still, I didn't even have an idea of making my own business. Now so. I remember that a little bit from yeah. the last time we had the podcast, and uh, you mentioned that it, it wasn't a very good situation. No, and not at all. He I was got in fired. that building that you're in, yeah, right now, right? Yeah. Where we're at, he was there, and I was living in the apartments across the street. Um, that was my first, well, not my first apartment since I had started my business and got back on my own feet. I moved into that apartment complex, and then like a month later, he moved his business into the spot we're in right across the street. So every day I had to leave and see him there running it, living my dream. And I was like, man, this guy. And I knew he wasn't really too great of a guy neither. So yeah, it really irked my nerves. Yeah. It seems like. Especially when you're so low that when you look at people that are successful, some of them seem like that awful person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how did you get it? And you don't want to think that being awful helps getting successful. Yeah, it can That's, yeah. It can skew your mindset at least. And I mean, I kind of knew though, one of the things when I started my company because of some of the things that um, he had told me and wanted me to do, that was ultimately the reason I got fired. Uh, my whole thing was I wanted to start a business on honest principles and treating people right. And honestly, um, at this point, I'll, I'll credit that to most of my success is, yeah, we have a good thing going. We have the resources. We have a great program. But whenever people come in, they want to be treated like a human being and right. like they have a soul that you're talking to rather than just body and flesh. Yeah, go on down the assembly line yeah. type thing. So Now, I noticed that a 100 million percent 
you as a business owner, you delegate very little now. You've just recently started to delegate, yeah, I'm and you love to be into it, which is so awesome. You still give the uh, evals. You still are yeah. in 100% into the customer service because uh-huh. I think you personally know that how awful customer service can be. You, you have some bad experiences. Yeah, and even uh, in the past, before you met me, it's uh, probably a couple of years ago now, but I kind of experimented with some of those delegations and uh-huh. passing on uh, my responsibilities to a few trainers. And I still found, like, even though, you know, I'm trying to pay my trainers well so that they can afford things in, in their life and not need so many other jobs at the same time. Right. But even so, the motivation to do the job to the best of their ability was still never as high as my motivation because it's my company. That's that's true. You know, yeah. I care so much more, so of course I'm going to do a better job. So there's some mm-hmm. things that, yeah, you can delegate, but there's some things that I still find like that one-on-one meeting with the clients. Yeah. Like I, I still I'm find do that so that. cool that you still do that because you already are super busy and you pull out that um, schedule that you <laughs> yeah, have. <I'm> a planner. <laughs> you you go down the list and you're like, I guess I can fit you in, and you just yeah. smush it in there somehow. That's so crazy. Yeah. A little off the topic of that, but what do you think <clears throat> is the number one reason why people fail? Anything fitness, fitness related, uh, hmm. business related. Okay. As far as the fitness industry goes, as a specific market, I find that a lot of trainers get into the field because they have a background in something physical, while they may not have the education to really achieve what the client wants. And then they also have a mindset of, oh, online it said personal trainers can make a lot of money and only work (laughs) 20 hours a week. They don't understand that what that's meaning is working hands-on with clients not the background stuff that's going to take 30 or 40 hours a week. So you're going to end up working 50 to 60 hours a week. And some people just aren't, they're not ready and willing to put in that kind of effort. Yeah. And I know with a lot of the online, you pretty much have to be one of the top. (laughs) Yeah, especially online. If you don't have a social media presence from some type of popularity, that's going to be really difficult to launch. Or the, the financial resources. I mean, if you had... A rich grandma that left you a quarter million. That that yeah, story, <laughs> yeah, I forgot you were telling me about that story. Is you started it, you had to take out loans. Oh, even before crazy. that, I before I could even take out a loan because the bank wouldn't even oh, qualify. Oh, credit score, me. everything. Yeah, I, I had goes. I had hardly any income. My credit score was, you know, at 21 years old. Yeah. I don't even know what exactly what it was, but I just didn't have any credit history. So before then, it was like, okay, what kind of side work can I do just to build up cash to funnel into my company? And still maybe get me a couple meals a day. God, um, that's so crazy. So you were you had to fully be in it, and you were living on friends' couch. Yeah, uh, a couple of times I stayed Classic. on. Uh, shout out to Joe B. Shout out to Jacob. Wait, was that Joe? Is that the Joe? Joe, yeah, Joe that is working the front desk right now. He had a kid and he needed a little side gig, so now it came back full circle and he's what? got a job at Edge Body. But awesome he guy. he was really nice enough, and at the time it was his grandpa's house. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago and did leave the house to Joe, but. At that time, gotcha. they were both letting me stay there. And then, like I said, my buddy Jacob, he let me stay on his couch a, a few times as well for, I mean, up to a few weeks at a time. It's, it was really a blessing. Now, when you were working for the other person's gym, mm-hmm. did you think, oh, that was a little bit before online, wasn't it? That was a little bit before any of this online personal training. You mm-hmm. were just thinking about doing the overhead? Yeah, the, the online thing hadn't quite blown up yet. Yeah, Instagram, I don't even think, was around at that point. The question I was going to ask you wouldn't be that uh, relevant then. So how did 
you started at this other smaller gym that had a smaller override because you're at the Oh, where I'm at now? Yeah, yeah I started actually Huge. subleasing. So gotcha. I was paying a guy, um, my business partner, he was doing financially quite a bit more well than I am, or was at the time. So he loaned me a little bit of money to buy a little bit of equipment and pay my first month's rent at a subleasing out of the back of Super Fitness. And if you're anywhere in the East End, you've probably seen <laughs> that yellow building with Super Fitness and... I'll be honest, I don't think that that guy, uh, Fred, has renovated or maybe even cleaned that gym in like 30 years. It's so, kind of the aesthetic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it looks straight up out of a 70s movie. I mean, it looks like a, a roller disco in there. But it was a, it was a cool place to yeah. start. Um, there wasn't a whole lot going on in there. So honestly, I got to kind of be the head honcho even as somebody just starting things up because I was the only trainer really working out of there. Um, you know, and after a few months, built my business up uh -huh. a little bit got things going. Then I got to move into, after a year, I signed a lease um, in a 2,400 square foot spot. I was paying 3,000 a month for three years. One of the scariest things I've ever done. God, sign that how signature. Much did, was it so close? Like you were always like uh, clenching on? <laughs> how did I'll be honest. It, <laughs> uh, a couple of times I almost went out of business. <laughs> yeah. I got, probably scary. You get down to there being like $85 in the business bank account. And in a week and a half, you got a $3,000 check to write. It's like, oh, wow. So you do everything. You hit the ground. You uh, spend like 20 bucks printing out some flyers with a, a crazy good deal on it. Go put it on cars. You know, make phone calls to any contacts yeah. that you've created over the past year's time. Say, hey, I can get you in here for $20 this month. Come back and try out what we got. Mm -hmm. I got a new space, you know. Mm -hmm. I'd always try to promote my latest investment. So you, did, you also went in as an, a come prospecting oh, all the phone. Time. I was going to be like, how did you market that at first? All the time. When you have no money, a lot of it is word of mouth, getting um, people who you know as family and friends and people who have come in and tried yeah, your business I see that being a big part. Saying, hey, do you have anybody that you know is probably wanting to be healthier and more, in better shape that might you know, be into something like this? And then you just call that person and you be real honest and transparent. Say, hey, I got your number from this person. They wanted me to extend this offer to you while I had it going on. If you want to get in here for a, a trial period. Let me know. That's so and awesome. again, I think that that honesty and transparency, having just a, a casual conversation with somebody rather than trying to sell somebody and bring them in that way, people appreciate that so much. They're more willing to come and try it rather than feel like they're being sold into it. You know? That's so crazy that you mentioned that too. So you came all the way from that to being able to take the boys out to a steak dinner. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was a major accomplishment. Yeah. I'm glad you got to be a part of that too. Yeah, but so cool. It felt really good. And as a business owner, and you've had the people with you, like Will, since mm -hmm. the beginning, really. Uh, Will's been with me now for about two and a half years. I met him uh, in one of those corporate gyms, and we just happened to be lifting weights and spotting That's... each other. And then noticed we both played basketball. So crazy. And, yeah, within a few months, we became really good friends. And at that point, I was like, man, you're working here, making a couple hundred mm -hmm. bucks a week, but working like half hour at 7 a.m. and then they'd book him a half hour at 9 a.m. I was like, you're here all day long, right. like 50 bucks. I can get you that in two hours time back to back. Like, right. come over and work with me and let's keep having fun. So if you weren't doing the fitness thing, because you went all in on that, you have yeah. some other dreams and a lot of stuff you're good <laughs> at, like drums. Yeah. Great at that drums. Was cool for a while. 
and you were in a band and all that. We talked about that last uh-huh. podcast. And uh, basketball, which you're actually really good at. Yeah, and I'm you do it on the side, good. too. I'm getting high. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hyping you up. Yeah, a little bit. Thank um, you. <laughs> but do you think, I well, I know once you get the success you want and not be able to work at Edgebody as much, uh-huh. you'd want to lay back and maybe do a lot of the uh, stuff for fun, like maybe going out, doing tours for fun and yeah, I think uh, I'm actually getting ready to step back into some music. I've taken a break for a few years because too, yeah. it's really, really time consuming. And honestly, to even go record one song, it can cost anywhere from like 500 to to $1,000. Now, I've never so had the experience hard. of doing the full recording. It's so cool. And your stuff sounded really good. Thank you. Yeah, some of that was. I think was you need to go the rapping. Done. You need to go the rapping way because yeah, <laughs> the, my hip hop is. That's what I'm about to step back in the studio and do a little demo and yeah. record some songs that I never. And we're got not to even joking because we're going to show this to all the clients and they're not going to believe that you're actually. Oh, yeah. You can actually. So here's my plan. I'm literally. <laughs> I'm not even going to say nothing about it. I'm going to get registered on iTunes and Spotify and everything, and I'm just going to put it on the playlist, and I'm going to let it rock out for like two or three weeks. And then one day, whenever my song pops on, I'm just be like, "Hey, y'all, what, what do y'all think of that? Y'all, y'all like this song?" And, oh my hey, god! Whatever the, whatever the reviews are, I'll accept it. <laughs> it is what it is, but uh, that's. A I think it'll be fun. Fantastic idea. Yeah. At this you point, do, you too, have something on SoundCloud now. Yeah, but again, those were recorded in my apartment yeah. living room. And that didn't sound a long terrible. Time ago. Not bad, but when you when you put it in a car, yeah. remember we were talking about like different types of audio. Yeah. Sounds okay when you got headphones in. Yeah. But, I want to go into a legit studio this time and have somebody else mix and master my audio. I feel like you have the connects there. Yeah, so I know move, a lot of people to do it. Moving on on this list uh, that I made uh, to help pioneering your own path. Did you find that difficult with uh, like the family going a different way or uh, you were going this fitness way and maybe that was kind of weird in the, uh, you yeah. started, I guess, 90s or the late 90s, or so, early 2000s. My family's always been supportive. Uh, and especially of me being an entrepreneur. My uh, dad's an entrepreneur. Yeah, he, that's right. And he owns Claycombs Tree Service. Shout out. And yeah, that was yeah. like one of the big things I gained from my dad in life is just the not only a mindset, but the natural ability to, if you want something done, figure out how to do it and get it done. And I think that, that having that ability as an entrepreneur is a huge advantage. I mean, there's been a mm-hmm. lot of times where I didn't even know what my next step was. And if anything... I was like, okay, well, Google's a start. Yeah. And then we just research from there. Uh, as far as creating my own path, realistically, I think, you know, it's 2019. Mm. There, there's capability to yeah, do just about anything. Yeah. So if you can dream it, you can achieve it. That's the saying, right? Yeah. That's why I'm thankful for the opportunities I have. And I realized that how good and easier I have it to be able to get entry into a podcast or anything without having to go through a studio or anything and being able to set yeah, this up. and your all space here is amazing. Oh, oh, yeah. It's always so cool to walk in here, and I love giving tours, so I was glad. I want to give you the, the rest after this. But, okay. Um, through the hard times that you've been through, because you've overcome so much, it's crazy. That's why I yeah. super respect you, and now you're a really good friend from the podcast. Thank you. Um, how did you, what was the mindset of getting through the on the couch thinking that because it didn't sound like you had too many negative at least from family coming into your head how did you get that positivity to really push knowing that you can make it uh i don't know man like i said or what you're briefing on here is some hard times that was uh like in 2009 2010 2011 it was about a two-year stretch there 
uh, where I had just personal issue after personal issue. And I, I'm not a huge fan of discussing those details, yeah. but I will say, yeah, my life dramatically changed. And a lot of people who were family and friends who had supported me, they kind of went ghost on me. And I just had oh, to kind of yeah. live it alone. And uh, at this point, I guess I, I did meet my girlfriend just after those hard times, and she gave me a ton of support. But aside from that, I think that I, I was blessed to be able to deal with loneliness and learn how to cope with that to provide my own motivation. That's awesome. Yeah, and how did you, like, it was difficult. a slow, difficult period. Yeah, I mean, I still struggle with that. I think I, I look at my grandpa now, and he's in his later years. He's 84, and he's still managing that on the day-to-day, and I can tell that – that's something we had to learn to deal with for the rest of our lives. Is that is that because uh, I guess yeah, my grandma, grandma passed died, away. Yeah. yeah, family has moved around the country and even around the world. I got cousins living in Japan right now. Um, so, you know, he he spends a lot of his days at church or watching CNN, and occasionally he'll go uh, shoot some golf with his whoever his buddies that are still alive. I mean, yeah. that's the point he's at. So that's hard man. seeing that's that. A- yeah, you got to learn how to deal with that forever. And now that you are established, you're still making the new friends, though, and you're still oh, yeah. getting it. You're it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. just hard to schedule them in. That, yeah, and that's another skill that I, you, I really slacked on yeah. for a few years. I mean, there, my friends like Joe that we were talking about, Jacob, that I had, I had several friend groups where there would be like five to ten guys that maybe we wouldn't all get together at the same time every time, but at least two or three of us would get together and hang out. I kind of fell off with all my friends at one point. Um, and was working like 60 or 70 hours a week. I was even trying to start a second business doing what yeah, was that? home renovations. I oh, made a terrible right. mistake. You told, me, you told me about that. Yeah, I bought a real rundown house. Well, you had bad timing there. It was bad. Bad timing, bad resources. Uh, yeah. Not enough studying. <laughs> yeah. But oh, speaking I, I'm about that. trying to get the friends and stuff back into right. my life. Exactly. That's something that you, you have to make time for. And, I mean, it can be in the middle of the day. Like, I'm learning now, hey. I can stop, and if my friend gets off work early and wants to go to the park and shoot some, some basketball, I can stop for an hour or two and then stay late at work that night. That's more important to go see my friend and create that bond because that's what fulfills you at the end of the day. You know, the job, the money will help create the opportunities to go do the fun things, but you going to go do those fun things alone every day for the rest of your life? Hell no. And I think that really happens, at least out of college, yeah, trying to juggle our 20s man and right when you get that full-time job yeah. you get so into the rhythm of doing that and a business is twice a full-time job pretty much going in 80 hours yeah. a week easy you easily put in those i was talking to some of the yeah. clients when i was doing those early morning classes and they were telling about like how hard you work at that other location and since you didn't really have any trainers you would do all the shifts and yeah. then do the behind the scenes mm-hmm. building the gym i mean Literally painting the walls, yeah. running the, the wires for the sound system and for the heart rate monitors all through the ceiling and everything. Like, I mean, it's a lot of unpaid hours behind the scenes. But God, what pays off now? That's, yes. Now, Bye. this is your second year in the new building. Yeah, well, we're getting ready to wrap up our second year. Actually, May or April 21st. Dang, it's coming up soon. Uh, that's going to be our two-year anniversary in that building. Really? We'll and we have three. how many left uh we got four, four more four more years on that lease and oh, okay good hearing about the past six to eight months i've been generating my game plan for when that is up so oh what so we you, were mentioning you, earlier you game plan yeah we were talking about like 
developing that business plan, yeah, that has changed about probably three or four times in the past five years. And then now I'm even looking ahead because what we're doing right now was literally all that I had in my mind. Like the vision is complete at yeah, this so point. You so hit, you hit your goal that you yeah. already had. Now, like, where do you go? Well, we're going to ride this out for a few more years, yeah. enjoy it, stabilize. Enjoy it. Uh, we're at a good steady. Yeah, we, we need to put in the time so that opportunities can build from there. But after that, I think we're going to take it a, another step farther. Get a sky gym. Yeah, Just one in the sky. We're literally going to create an air ceiling. Air ceiling. You can walk in yeah, the sky. Yeah, just get in the skyscraper. I'm imagining big building, glass. Like We'll have the first glass gym. Yep. That's a good idea. You can lift <laughs> unlimited weight. Deadlift in the glass gym that's in the air is not... Sounds fun to me. God. So, for... This is going to be a good Facebook question because I think mm-hmm. it would fit. Um, snacking and binging. I get this all the time <laughs> from clients that... Because you can do the edge body workouts, and that will get you 75% of the way, mm-hmm. definitely. But the eating nutrition is easily going to either make or break how well you get that progress yes. that you want. It's a daily conversation I have. Yeah. Um, Getting a lot of people, the snacking always kills. Mm-hmm. Uh, snacking and overeating at certain times and undereating at others. And it's a cycle. So uh, anybody that's looking to minimize body fat and then just get in good health in general, it's all about stabilization. I mean, and this applies not only to health and fitness, uh, nutrition, but also just to real world. I think that we go through these cycles where we'll overwork ourselves and then we'll get burnt out and then we'll have no motivation to work at all. And then it's like, how do you pull yourself out of that, that hole? You have to grind back out and then you overwork yourself, go back rather than just staying consistent, giving yourself rest when you need it. The diet's a lot the same way. People wake up, they skip breakfast. So now their blood sugar gets a little bit low. Timing, yeah. They get a little cranky. And then now our, our brains will create a signal that says, your blood sugar's low, you need sugar. And so now you're craving cookies. Yeah. And you're craving not just one cookie, but you're hungry, you're and starving. And that's because blood sugar's low? That's um, it's one, one of the factors. Yeah, because I know it's when a main you're one. craving carbs, right, that there's mm-hmm. some health reason why. Yeah, your blood you sugar gets low. Yeah. yeah, you're going to start craving that. And our brains have made the connection, you know, as we go on, uh, you know, starting when we're like two years old, we get a cookie, we get that sugar rush, our bodies and brains recognize that. So again, it's that cycle, you skip breakfast and then you're going to overeat lunch and then your blood sugar spikes because it can only handle so much. Your liver starts storing some of those excess calories as fat. When that happens, your, your blood sugar then crashes again. You get starved again. Vicious cycle. Yeah. And it's, you might gorge uh, right before bed and then you wake up and you skip breakfast because you're not hungry because you overeat right before bed. Is, so you got to take it in more consistently and uh, smaller amounts throughout the day. I personally, I'm blessed. I, you know, I'm overly active, um, lucky to own a gym and play a lot of basketball. But my meals are about six to 700 calories, and I eat that like five or six times a day about every three hours. Uh, for most people, I'd recommend like around three or 400 calories. But I think that every three to four hours, if you can make yourself eat on a schedule like that, not only are you going to physically uh, start to look better, and I think that that has a big mental aspect, uh, relief, where if you look how, how you see yourself in your head, right. you're going to be happier. But also just your hormones are going to be balanced better. You're going to be in a better mood, more pleasant to be around. And that can just lead to better optimism and uh, just amazing, how you yeah. see things. Yeah, your mindset is going to carry you to more success through your personal relationships, through your business ventures, all that. Yeah, it's amazing how physical 
Dude, this fixes everything. That's, that's why I do what we yeah. do, man, is because I really think that, that the basis of life is our existence. It's the body we're in. 100%. How you treat that body is going to uh, bleed through in other areas of your life completely. And if realistically, I think that one of the things we're chasing on the earth is happiness. So to obtain that happiness. Yeah, I think that could be a mutual that we can all agree oh, yeah. with everybody. everybody. Yeah. And if you don't, then I, I would like you to present <laughs> me with what, what you are what chasing. What are you looking for? Yeah, <laughs> because uh, I, it always comes down to happiness. And right. the basis of everything is always going to come back to diet and exercise. Now is meal prepping a necessity? Mm. Or it helps, I know. But I a lot think of it's people, a necessity. Yeah. But yes, if, if your schedule doesn't allow you to That's cook right. regularly... Being it's too really busy. hard to succeed without it. Uh, not not very many mm-hmm. restaurants are making things diet friendly, you know. That's very true. And um, your girlfriend is into yeah. meal prepping stuff, so she that helps too. She owns a meal prep company. Yeah. Uh, kind of shout her out. Do it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you choose meals dot com. It's U C H E W S. I'm gonna get sponsored. That's what's M E A L S dot com. Hey, I bet she does out. a couple free meals to you. Hey, uh, I love that meal prep. It's super affordable. I mean, if you go eat at Subway or Qdoba on a regular basis, it you can get so these good. meals for cheaper than that. They're delicious. Five I mean, bucks a meal. About most of them around seven, seven, but it's I mean, not that at all. That's yeah, and it's you put it in the microwave for a minute and a half and you go to town. I'm telling you, I'm addicted to the stuffed peppers. Yeah, I see them at Edge Body all the time, always look oh, so good. Man. Oh my god, my mouth's water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm you ready. You steak after this? Uh, hey, we can right. go. I mean, hey, um, so do you ever stress about competitors? I know that's a no. big How honestly, you, what's the mindset on that? Because I do personally stress about competitors. I mean, people are going to do what you do. Yeah, that's true. No matter what you're doing. I mean, if, if you ran a microphone company, there's going to be a yeah. ton of other microphone companies. Make the best yeah. damn mic you can make and then promote it the best you can. You're in charge of your success. There's people looking for microphones, and they're going to shop around regardless. It's just Very a matter true. of I didn't think about what your niche around. is. Shopping around. You know, everybody's got a different niche. Maybe don't do the exact same thing as the top three people doing it. Find a way to be a little bit different and then promote yourself based off your strengths. How do you like yeah. to promote yourself? Uh, or what do you think your biggest strengths are? Oh, man. You got a lot. So I can tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you a funny story real quick before you do. Do it. Go in. I, asked, uh, I was in an interview <laughs> interviewing this guy for a training position. Oh, yeah? And I asked him what his greatest strengths are, and he said his biceps. <laughs> So I was like, Did yeah. you hire him? No, you got hired instead. Oh, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> uh, I just always, I always go back to that. That was pretty funny to me. I, I it was really hard that. for me not to react in a way that would embarrass him because it was just me and him sitting in a room, and I was like, okay, uh, what, what are your greatest weaknesses then? <laughs> like my calves. I didn't really. Yeah, yeah, right. I didn't know how to respond to that one. But anyway, you God, say you had a question for me. Are you? No, had, you had a guess of strength. Or at least I'll name one, and then you kind of piggyback one of yours. Okay, I'm interested to do I know organization is huge. Yeah. Huge. Uh, organization, and I will say this word, compartmentalization. If you can't put things in your brain and separate yeah. them from other things and not have everything a mess, um, it's going to be real tough to succeed. And especially now when you grow your business to the point where you have employees and there's things going on that you just have to trust are getting done. Sometimes you have to let things go to the back of your mind for two or three weeks. And you're like, okay, I'm going to come back and I'm going to check on that. And you can't stress about it because if you stress about it, it's going to take up space in your brain that you need to be using to be productive. 
Very true. Now, what about like a weak area that you have worked on? And that might be anxiety or because you've said you've suffered with that. Yeah, which I've I think had, uh, is super bad anxiety. Is awful as an entrepreneur, and it's so awesome that you could fight. Like you probably just a lot of brute force to get through it too. Yeah, it's just really holding on. In acceptance, um, I think that even last night, really, uh, I was having a discussion with my girlfriend about uh, a woman that kind of has been irking my nerves a few times recently. And this particular person kind of got my nerves up a little bit. So I had to tell her, like, hey, I'm getting a little anxiety right now. Uh, feeling uneasy, heart was starting to be a little faster. And I had to tell myself, like, hey, we can think about something else, talk about something else. And literally within five minutes, I didn't feel that in myself anymore. But Just acknowledging it? Yeah, acknowledging it and not thinking that I, I used to think there was something wrong with me. There's not anything wrong with me. It's just a matter of dealing with the emotions that were coming forth. And I think my anxiety was personally coming from having emotions that I didn't know how to deal with. Mm. So unfortunately, when I was growing up, that was one thing that I don't think I got taught very well was to, if you feel something, that's fine, but you don't let how you feel about that one thing control your day or your feelings about anything else. And yeah. tomorrow's always going to be a new day that you can wake up and you don't have to experience that experience anymore if, as long as you don't put yourself in a position to. You know, that lady that is, was stressing me out, I'm going to do my best to not have any mm. more interactions with her for the rest of my life. You're very good at uh, doing that addressing because when people like to hold it in and then they still like blame the people and they're always mad at the people, but they never tell the people what's wrong. Yeah, and, and then, communication is going to be a big factor. And I would say, you asked me what I was working on. I don't think communication was necessarily a weakness, but I will say transparent communication, really being able to speak my mind on how I truly feel mm. has been a struggle from the get-go. I was God, always scared. Yeah, so. I, if I tell you how I feel, are you going to like me anymore? Yeah. That's... At that, I was f so scared of that fear of judgment that uh, I, I'd, I, would tell, I would say what I thought people wanted to hear. Right. And I found out that not only was that providing a lot of my anxiety and depression, but as soon as I start, stopped doing that and spoke my mind, I started feeling much better about myself, and other people started liking me more because they could tell I was actually being genuine. Yeah, being real, too. Yeah. God, that is so hard because you want to be a good friend and tell people, especially if someone's doing something that you're like, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Well, see, here's the difference is you don't look at somebody and say, Hey, quit doing that, yeah. stupid. There's different ways to say it. <laughs> so, hey, man, look, I know, I know you didn't mean nothing by it, but yeah. would you mind stop stopping that because it's not really doing us any good? So, again, circling back to communication, I did have to learn how to talk to people the right way to be able to be transparent because I'll tell you, whenever I was uh, 16 years old, 19 years old, I wasn't as uh, clean-spoken as you are. <laughs> I would have told somebody the brutal thoughts on my mind very quickly. So that was probably why I was so scared to speak my mind is I needed to work on how I communicated. And do you think it draw, drew people away back 19 when you would talk like that? Yeah, occasionally it would either draw them away or I wouldn't show them how I really felt and it would build mm. up inside of me and create negativity and pessimism. That's so crazy. So coming all the way back around, so coming from sleeping on the couch back mm -hmm. just starting up all the way building up to where you are right now, thinking about the big dreams, glass gym. Is there one uh, quote that could tie in like your whole mindset of how you just operate on a day-to-day? -day? Being a successful business owner, because that's what I would call you. 
if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Elaborate on that. I like that. I like that. I felt that. All right. I'll put it in several terms here. Do it. In fitness. If you're hitting your weights, if you're hitting your cardio, if you're eating healthy, your body's going to be in peak physical condition. If I have a basketball game coming up or whatever that task is, a mud run, um, you know, anything that somebody is a competition or if it's just somebody asking me about my general health, I'm going to be ready for it. I don't have to stress about prepping for it. I, oh, man, I'm going to have to hit the gym hard now. No, because I always hit the gym hard. That's crazy. I actually think about that all the time. Like, yeah. The, your life is the whole prep is how your lifestyle works mm -hmm. and how you're always on the train. You don't just start. You don't just start working out when you know summer's coming. Right. You and don't. Yeah. You don't. You have that whole lifestyle. That's and where then, stress comes from. Yeah. Is feeling like you're in a rush to do something. You don't. You're trying. You're trying to get ready really fast. But if you just continuously work at what you want to be doing, whoever you want to be, do what you have to do to be who you want to be, and you'll become that person. And you'll stay that person. You don't have to keep trying to get ready to be that person anymore. You'll be able to put on the bathing suit in the summer and be that person. That's real. That's what yeah. I think and in everyone business, should work on all the time. Yeah, in business, it's the same thing. I mean, if you're every week, if you're making your follow-up calls, if you're you know going through your email, trying to answer to everybody every week, and then showing up, putting a smile on your face in front of your clients, trying to make their day better, you don't have to come around and be like, all right, I haven't answered my, my voicemails in two weeks. I better go ahead and catch up come on those. Out. And then you have to worry about people yeah. are going to think calling them two weeks you later. You can't be doing that as a oh, I'm really sorry for taking so long. No, because I called you back right. a day later. I can say, hey, how's it going? And I can feel good about it. So yeah. stay ready and do what you have to do. And I see you doing that in your day-to-day -day all the time. Yeah. And just the little nuances about it mm -hmm. makes it so much. In, it's no question on why you're so successful and building up to it. And you're really all about that slow and steady. And I think that's mm -hmm. super awesome, super admirable, how slow you will take it and not take money out of the business yet until you're ready. Mm -hmm. I think that's thank awesome. You. Well, thank you so much, Greg, for taking out of this yeah. Friday. Close this to cool, Thunder, yeah. Driving in this crazy, uh, uh, just close yeah, to Thunder, because Thunder's tomorrow. <laughs> backed up on 64. Yeah. Should have warned you Wait, about that. I just realized yesterday that thunder's tomorrow. Yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> I learned. I actually learned today before this. Greg was like, or not Greg, a uh, Walter was like, uh, yeah, we have thunder coming up. And I'm like, oh, that probably makes sense. Why? Yeah, hey, it's warm outside. We should have known. But uh, yeah, it was a pleasure being on this, and it's pretty cool. You got the board over here from uh, entrepreneur, oh, yeah. two different phases to modern copy interviews. Now you're yeah. you those see, who do. You see the phase? I want to show this. Uh, that whole phase where I just did two podcasts. That's when I was thinking about giving up. Yeah, it was just so hard for me, and I wasn't like motivated. And no, I remember, I got... and you were trying to, you were coming, you asked me, "Hey, do you have any ideas for names?" Yeah, and you were getting so <laughs> frustrated. And then it was literally like two months later, you were in here working, getting a huge opportunity, and now you all mm. like turned it into something that, I mean, you all have a legit studio here in an incredible facility that has like God, yeah, historical. There's Valley. no way pictures don't do justice. Right? right. No, being in here, I even seen it on your Instagram several times, but being in here, I mean, it's it's super motivating to see you doing this, just so you know. Well, thank Proud you, of you so much, Greg. This is how we do it at the gym. Yeah. I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the full audio version of this podcast. Greg's an awesome guy. I hope you learned something from him, especially if you were a business owner or anything. If it resonated, please like, share, follow the Those Who Do podcasts for more up and coming business because I'm going to be interviewing a lot more, especially this summer. A lot more business owners coming in, a lot more influencers. I'm not trying to just do business owners. 
I want to hopefully interview people that um, just are out there doing their passion so uh, people like me and then other people that want to start a passion can learn from them. And yeah, so really just like, share. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much.